This is Isabel and San Dimas, Conversations with Neighbors. This is a podcast to spark conversations among neighbors about happenings in and around San Dimas. I am Isabel in San Dimas, and I'm happy to be one of your neighbors. Today, I would like to do one last election recap for anyone who is interested and has been following along with me throughout this election season. As you know, I am a big advocate for voting in elections, regardless of your political preference. I think it's really important, especially at the local level, to get involved uh, because while national politics can be kind of crazy, what happens here locally is really what affects our day-to-day lives. It impacts our streets, our lights, our everyday safety, the quality of our neighborhoods, our parks, etc. So uh, I hope you get involved and vote for uh, local San Dimas City Council and Mayor. So the reason I wanted to do this recap episode is that I've heard from some folks that sometimes watching the candidates forum or hearing a short clip on TV is not enough to really distinguish the candidates one from the other. It can be hard to decipher the differences when everyone seems to care about public safety or everyone wants to revitalize downtown. So uh, what I wanted to do is kind of review each of the candidates and tell you what I think kind of sets him or her apart. So obviously I can't vote for all of these candidates, but I'm going to try to look at each person from a perspective of why would I vote for this person? What's the one thing that sets them apart that uh, would make me or anyone else want to vote for them? And I'm going to go alphabetical order, starting with the city council candidates, and then we'll end with the mayoral candidates. Also, I'd like to mention for city council, there are currently five candidates running and there are two spots available. One is held by the incumbent and the other will definitely be uh, assumed by a newcomer as the other incumbent is running for mayor. And for mayor, there are two candidates running for the one mayoral spot. So first we'll start with John Ebener. He is a software analyst at a hospital. And as I mentioned, he is one of the incumbent city council members. If someone were to vote for John Ebener, I think one of the main things that would attract a voter to him would be his history and record on the city council. Um, He has, out of all the candidates, he has experience being on the council. He has a long tenure and he has a record of protecting open spaces. Uh, For example, protecting the views of the foothills, preventing overdevelopment of areas, including Benelli Park. Um, He cares about neighborhoods and he wants to fight against developments that don't fit within the neighborhoods. And he's extremely passionate about downtown revitalization and the specific plans that he has. So, for example, he has ideas like adding an arch over Bonita Avenue, extending the downtown all the way down to Arrow and all the way west to Eucla. Next, I want to talk about David Estrada. David Estrada is running for city council for the first time. He is a labor leader, so he has a history of working in labor for his 
professional career, and he's an advocate for mental health. He has been involved with NAMI, which is the National Alliance for Mental Illness. Um, He was the local chapter's president. Um, And one thing that really stood out to me in my conversations with David was that he was very concerned about the legislation that has been coming down from Sacramento regarding the increase in housing densities and requirements and the elimination of single family zoning. So he talked a lot about wanting to organize with local cities around San Dimas to push back and challenge the state on these uh, measures that take away local control. He is strongly endorsed by several labor organizations, and he encourages voters to vote yes on Measure FD, which is the parcel tax that will go to benefit the Los Angeles firefighters. Next, we have Nicole Gonzalez. She holds a senior role at a global humanitarian nonprofit. Now, out of all of the candidates, I think Nicole would agree that she's probably the most green as far as uh, governmental experience, but she sees that as a strength. She doesn't see city council as a political or governmental position. She really views the council position as a place to advocate for the community. She considers her a neighborhood advocate, and she's interested in representing the voices of San Dimas residents. She illustrates that by her involvement. She had a big part with the No Big Hotel campaign and other neighborhood movements. She lives near downtown and she wants to see downtown become more vibrant and a gathering space for um, the community. She wants to hear from the community and she plans to educate herself on local issues, especially those issues that pertain to other parts of the city that she may not already know about so that she can advocate and be a voice for the residents in that location. Emma Ramirez is a retired LAPD detective sergeant and a current San Dimas public safety commissioner. Through my conversations with her, I found that Emma is a proven public servant. From her career in law enforcement through her retirement from law enforcement, now she serves as a volunteer for multiple organizations, including her church, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, a number of other associations here locally. And she has uh, she brings a lot of ideas to the city that she would like to implement as a council member. Some of her ideas include community gardens, bringing city hall to the residents, implementing quiet zones that she wants to make sure that Metro pays for. And she wants to leverage grants and other programs to improve traffic safety and property crime rates in San Dimas. And the last city council candidate is Eric Weber. He is also a law enforcement professional. He is a police detective and current San Dimas public safety commissioner. He has a strong concern for public safety. In my conversations with him, he shared that he has experience with implementing 
a new station in the area. So when he was a Glendora police officer, he worked with the station that was in Azusa on the Azusa-Glendora border. He's also concerned about an increase in property crimes and homelessness throughout San Dimas. So these are areas that he plans to use his law enforcement lens to influence and hopefully change for the better. He also advocates for increased accountability in government through community feedback and surveys. Lastly, I'm going to talk about the mayoral candidates. So if you recall, I wasn't able to get either of them to interview on the show, but I have been following these races closely, uh, both through the candidates forum and in personal conversations with uh, the mayoral candidates. So I can tell you a little bit about them and what I know. Emmett Badar is a retired LAPD police officer and incumbent city council member. He has a history of government experience. As I said, he's a current council member. He has formerly been on the public safety and planning commissions. Emmett's experience in local government makes him aware of the issues that the city is currently facing, including uh, the state legislation that's impacting zoning and housing in San Dimas and budget issues. And lastly, Bobby Mathis is our second mayoral candidate. He is a longtime San Dimas resident, musician, and businessman. He touts himself as a longtime resident who wants to improve relations between the community and local government. He speaks to the plight of people who live in San Dimas and who have had trouble dealing with the city in a number of capacities. I think he speaks from his own personal experience with trying to work with the city. He really tries to relate to the community in that sense. He does not have any government experience at this time, and he is against the sales tax measure SD. So that's a little bit about all the candidates. I also want to review the sales tax issue. That's measure SD. Uh, I'm not going to you know, try to encourage you one way or the other, but I just want to review two of the main arguments. So people who are for the sales tax typically believe that it is inevitable that LA County is going to propose a sales tax increase and they want to keep those tax dollars in San Dimas rather than have that money go to the county. So basically the argument is that the tax is going to be raised regardless, either by the city of San Dimas or LA County. So if LA County is going to try to raise the taxes, why don't we try to keep those taxes in San Dimas? Because it's very likely that LA County would be successful in that. Now, just to let you know, in my personal research, I could not find any press releases or articles or any sort of statement for the record from any county agencies saying that they were going to attempt to raise the sales tax. However, when there has been an attempt by the county to raise the sales tax in the past, it is more likely than not successful. So just to keep those things in mind. So the candidates who are for the sales tax include John Ebener, Destrada, Nicole Gonzalez, Eric Weber, and Emmett Badar. Now, the main argument against the sales tax are people who are against raising taxes in general. They believe that we should not be preemptively implementing a sales tax in San Dimas. Also, I've heard that some folks are upset that the 
sales tax measure as it is written um, is going to last forever. It has no end in sight and it's going to the general fund. So that means the city can spend it however they'd like. And people who are concerned about taxes are uh, not so sure that that's the best or most transparent use of the sales tax money. So again, uh, Bobby Mathis is against the sales tax and Emma Ramirez is also opposed to the sales tax. She said she would have preferred a sunset clause, maybe a two-year tax that the voters could revisit. And she also thinks that uh, before we implement a tax, the government needs to cut costs as well. So a couple last things I wanted to mention were if you are voting in this election, you might have noticed a slew of judges in L.A. County. That's always, for me at least, a confusing uh, category to vote for. I feel like I know nothing about the judges. But just to let you know, I do like to do a little bit of research. I, I check out what the L.A. County Bar Association has to say about the candidates and uh, kind of go from there, use that as a launching point. So if you don't know about the L.A. County Bar, they basically review all of the candidates and they present a report on how they encourage people to vote. The rankings that they distribute to the judge candidates are exceptionally well-qualified, well-qualified, qualified, and not qualified. So there's a four-tier ranking. This year, none of the candidates were exceptionally well-qualified, but all the rest fell into the other three categories. So check that out. Um, they have a whole report about this. They talk about their methods. So I will post a link to that on my website at isabelandsandemus.com slash 2020 election recap. The other thing I wanted to mention was the county central committee. So I guess that's always been on my ballot. I didn't really pay that close attention until this year. But what I learned about the county central committee is that uh, both of the main parties, Republican and Democrat, and a few of the other parties in California as well, have what's called a county central committee. And this committee is used to help either the Republican, Democratic, or whatever party um, in making decisions about endorsements and helping get their candidates elected. So basically, whoever you vote for, these are the people who are going to represent your party in the local area and establish your local party's platform, determine who your local party endorses in this election and future elections. So in case you're wondering what the county central committee is, that is who they are and what they do. All right. So as I wrap up, I was there anything I missed? Uh, who are you voting for and why? What's your position on the sales tax? I'm curious to hear your thoughts at isabelandsandemus.com slash 2020 election recap. A couple updates and upcoming events. So again, I have a March 2020 election guide. I will link to that on the show notes for today's episode. Also, I want to remind you that voting centers open as early as Saturday, February 22nd, and voting can go all the way up until March 3rd. For those of you following the downtown moratorium on specific plan 23, I did attend the community meeting and 
just to recap, there were a lot of residents who spoke out against these zoning changes. A lot of the current residents don't want to see multifamily zoning. However, the city also showed the results of the survey that was posted online, and there were some differences. The survey results showed that people were interested in mixed-use development zoning. So not sure how this issue is going to turn out. Um, that said, the next steps are that the city planners are going to talk about the survey and community meeting with the property owners who are obviously important stakeholders. They're going to reach out to developers to discuss what developers are looking for as far as viable land uses. And then most importantly for the community, there will be a joint study session with the city council and planning commission where the staff will kind of seek direction on what to do next. And most, most, most important are the public hearings. So the planning commission will have a public hearing and they're going to make a recommendation to the city council and the city council will have a public hearing and they're going to make the final decision on the moratorium for the downtown properties uh, along Bonita. So if you are interested in the moratorium in those downtown properties, I will continue to keep you updated. So stay tuned. Lastly, my personal tidbit for the week is that I am now 36 weeks pregnant. Uh, you might have forgotten because you don't get to see me every week. We're just uh, chatting, I guess, over uh, audio. But um, I'm 36 weeks, and that means that the baby can pretty much come at any time. So I just wanted to give you a heads up that one of these weeks, um, I might not show up and you might just get a message from me saying that baby's here. So I just wanted to, to let you know, um, I do have some pre-recorded episodes ready to go. So whenever that time comes, I will still be releasing content, but uh, I will probably be slowing down and taking a little bit of a break. So and before I go, uh, I just wanted to make one last little announcement is that, you know, the mission of my show is to really encourage uh, conversations among neighbors, connection, transparency in the community and with the local government. So at the end of some of my episodes, I am going to maybe try to encourage you to connect with a friend or neighbor. I really want to uh, maybe think of this as a call to action so that we can, uh, as a community, really start to make a difference and to get the word out about what's going on. So um, this episode, I encourage you to connect with a neighbor, maybe think about someone, a friend or you know, someone that you know who is interested in the election and maybe they haven't heard about my candidate series. Maybe you think they would benefit from hearing each of the five interviews that I had with the city council members. So I encourage you to think about someone and let them know about this podcast or send them, you know, a particular episode. If you're really passionate about voting for someone, send that link to, to another person. Uh, try to get them to see what you see in the candidate. So that's it for me. I'm Isabel and Sandimas. As always, you can find me at isabelandsandimas.com. Feel free to reach out, send me a message anytime. I love to hear from you and I look forward to chatting with you next time. Bye-bye.